everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where last week we had a governor, and now we do not. That's the whole tweet. Welcome to 2021, where things are just as laid as 2020, and no one thought that was possible. Good morning, folks. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I'm the voice and face of Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram. You can check out our new video that was posted last night. Check it out. Great, great recipe, a pleasure to make, and I encourage you to send me your recipe, your challah recipe, at breakingbreadoven at gmail.com. And of course, you can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Allison joined Nahum earlier in the week discussing her courageous, and I mean that seriously, battle against the inappropriate and misinformed interpretation or appearance or I don't even know what the right word is of Orthodox Jewry in the mainstream media and certainly pointing out the Netflix um, I, I, I don't even know the Netflix show my unorthodox life and discussing how they is thank you the word is portrayal their portrayal thank you the portrayal of Orthodox Jews in uh in the media and so we thank allison you can definitely click on that link uh which is available in our archives by the way speaking of women who wear their judaism proudly a shout out to mayim bialik who is now one of the alternate hosts of jeopardy and i cannot wait to see her mug and david on screen that'll be pretty cool i can't also wait to hear all the reactions to her mug and david on screen but stay tuned to that also folks Nahum has been mentioning every morning his Elul Chesed campaign. It is completely underway. We ask you to support terror-victims.org.il. That's terror-victims.org.il. They provide food and necessities to families who have suffered, um, who have, who have been the hand, who have suffered from uh, terrorist activities, who have been. Uh, themselves subject to um, to victim. They are victims of terror. I don't know what is happening here. They are victims of terror. Boy, isn't it good that I talk for a living? They themselves are victims of terror, and this organization organization specifically <laughs> helps them provide their families on Shabbos and on Yontif. So again, you can go to terror-victims.org.il, and then. I encourage everyone to sponsor a day of Elul's show for blowing here on JM and the AM by going to fjbunity.org. You can click on sponsorship opportunities on the site and choose Elul show for blowing. Again, that's Elul show for blowing, a daily opportunity to support here at the Nahum Siegel Network, all of our programming. Again, go to fjbunity.org and click on sponsorship opportunities. I hope I can get my train of thought back. Today's national holidays. Let's do it. It's IBM PC day. Basically, that's for people like me, people who don't use Macs, people who don't understand Mac users. I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone. It's not like I got two tin cans and a string. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I'm not a, I, I never got into Mac. So I love my PC, my thank you to IBM. And um, and yes, and to all those of us who still use dinosaurs. Also, it's International Youth Day. It's Home Sewing Machine Day. I know that sounds ridiculous that I'm so excited about it, but all right, don't judge. I've been watching Making the Cut on Amazon Prime. If if you're into like different competitions of sorts, you know, that are not sports competitions that are, you know, still about skill and about talent and whatever, and you like fashion, 
I, I encourage you to watch. I know this is sound crazy. It's not for all audiences. I encourage you, though, if you're interested to watch Making the Cut on Amazon Prime. I will tell you, as much as I love Heidi Klum, I think she is an absolutely awful host. And I, I don't know what to say about that because she is the backbone of this show. But nevertheless, watching all of this fashion being designed and the stress and whatever, it's very interesting. So all of those people, where am I going with this? All of those people certainly started out with their own home sewing machine day. That's it. They have their own home sewing machines. It's also vinyl record day. You know where you can still find vinyls? Yeah, here in this studio, along with like eight tracks and a bunch of other things I don't know why we keep. I'm just kidding. I'm not being disrespectful. Vinyls are important. It's also world elephant day. I got nothing. We don't have elephants here. Let's do the uh, fortune cookie and then let's get to our guest Today's fortune cookie is going to make a mess. This thing is on like 70 different pieces. All right, here we go. The ancestor of every action is thought. Well, I honestly would hope so, but I think that the, <laughs> the reality is that that is not always accurate. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am thrilled to have joining me this morning Avi Lieberman. He represents Comedy for Kobe. Of course, you can find out everything about Comedy for Kobe if you go to the website, comedyforkobe.com, their tour starts tonight. It is featuring unbelievable talent, and I'm sure that putting together a comedy tour during COVID while the, um, how shall we say, restrictions in Israel seem to get more and more intense as the days go on has to make this even more challenging than expected. Avi, good morning. Good morning, or good afternoon, my time. Right. Yes, now is a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you're still laughing, buddy. First of all, I just want to say we haven't seen you since Dubai. We saw you in Dubai. Yes, du- had a great time there. Yes, and we had a great time also. And it seems, though, that you were a little bit Humpty Dumpty-like between um, when we spoke to you in Dubai and now. There, were, there, there was an accident, am I right? Correct. Yeah, I was in a uh, near-fatal car accident. I wasn't driving. Not my fault. Uh, in uh, Miami. Well, it's interesting. I could hydroplane on a rainy day uh, in an Uber in the Ukraine. No problem. Uh, and uh, that ended up fine. I had to go to Miami to almost be uh, to be uh, basically t-boned. Oh my gosh. And uh, you know, so it just goes to show. You know, you never know in life. Right. But, but thank God I'm okay. I really came out uh, very, very blessed that. Uh, you know, the recovery process and the family and the friends being there to help support. So, you know, very, very fortunate in that aspect. So seriously, they put you back together again. Yeah, I was, I had a hematoma, a fractured skull and an artery bleed in the brain. Oh my And I was out of the hospital in nine days. So even that, they said that that's just like a miracle that I was able to get out of there in that that situation. I should still be in there now. Well, say. So, um, well, I will tell um, you. For, well, first off, I would say Baruch Rofei Cholim. Thank God you are well. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, thank God you are well. And I was actually particularly excited. I, I hadn't seen or heard any updates. I knew you had been in an accident. I hadn't seen any updates. And then all of a sudden, I saw you promoting comedy for Kobe. I'm like, he's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back. I actually, I have some. Uh, I, I saw some uh, compressed nerves on the left side of my face. Uh, but it's getting better. Everybody said that that'll, you know, most of the doctors are like, that's just temporary. It'll go away. Wow. You know, you have like the tightness in the head. Sort of feels like someone's forcing a key pie in your head that's way too small. And you go, I don't like this. Like, just put it on. Uh, just sort of like that. That's the feeling. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, outside of that, you know, and you get what I, you know, a case of what I call the saddies every now and then. But, um, you know, they said that that's very normal after going through like a trauma like that. You're going to get, you know, have some ups and downs. 
But uh, I thought for me the best therapy was to kind of get back out there and start doing what I'm, you know, what 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 I'm supposed to do. Well, I so I, just, uh, I think that's kind of been helpful. Right. No, I I I would hear that, and that would certainly speak to the Kobe Mandel mantra and how comedy for Kobe got started. So let's talk about your involvement with the organization and how comedy for Kobe began. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable, really. I I started bringing comedians to Israel. I think 2000. I think it was the first, and it was just basically to uh, this sort of lift spirits because uh, you know you had the you know the uh, suicide bombings going on here it was the second intifada. Nobody was showing up, nobody was coming, and uh, so we just put on. Uh, we did it twice. We used to do it once a year, and a promoter said, "Listen, you know, I'd love to do it again, but uh, you know, we did it once, and he took a loss." He said, "I'm more than happy to do it again, but you know, I can't raise the money for the flights and those things like that." So I used to like trade off. I would. I'll do a show for your show or your school or whatever it is. And uh, that needs to sponsor like a seat. So and that's how we started. And thank God we got some sponsors along the way. So that's been helpful. And we were doing it for an organization called Crossroads. Uh, of course, they work with teens at risk in the Jerusalem area. It's, and that sort of outgrew in a good way. I mean, it's in a good way, like what they were able to deal with administratively. So I was looking for another charity uh, to be the benefactor. And it just sort of worked out great that the Kobe Mandel Foundation their executive director had been to our shows and was a fan of them. And he said, we'd love to take it over. And uh, it turns out Kobe Mandel was actually a fan of comedy himself. Mm. He used to subscribe to a Joke of the Week website. And it just sounded right, comedy for Kobe. And uh, this the best, you know, and Seth and Sherry Mandel, the parents love it. You know, they, they say it's really helped them, too, in a sense that they're, you know, they said everywhere we go, people can sometimes kind of walk on eggshells around. Because, you know, what do you say to parents that, you know, God forbid, lose a child and, they said all of a sudden now people coming up to us like this was great. When's the next show? Like they're more socially accessible <laughs> wow. just because a bunch of non-Jewish comedians and Jewish sometimes, uh, you know, come here to Israel and do these shows. So that that was that, that was kind of nice to hear. That's beautiful uh, as well. So. That's beautiful, and I and I have to also imagine that it's just it's a very Jewish concept to face adversary and to face tragedy with with comedy. Well, that's why they you know when they say comedy is tragedy plus plus time. We've. Uh, mm. We, we've almost courted the market on both of those things as Jews, right? It's been around a long time and it's had plenty of tragedy. So <laughs> I think it's Jews were uh, well trained, you know, to deal with the, you know, the comedic arts, I would say. So basically, so, we have a lot of built in material and there's no end of the material in sight. Uh, absolutely. Go, go to any show. There you go. So you'll have. <laughs> Material at, at the yin-yang outside of a few weeks, so don't sweat it. Certainly don't sweat it. Avi Lieberman joins us this morning. Comedy for Kobe begins tonight. You can buy tickets at Comedy for Kobe. Kobe. That's comedy with a C, but Kobe with a K, dot com. And, of course, Comedy for Kobe supports the work of the Kobe Mandel Foundation and the kids of Camp Kobe. Avi, let's talk about bringing in three uh, comedians now who I have to imagine do not have first-degree relatives in Israel that can get them in. No. Right, right. As, so, as much as uh, Willie Barcena, I thought, maybe had <laughs> roots in Spain, I was incorrect in terms of getting it done. <laughs> um, no, it was honestly like a Herculean effort uh, on the Kobe Mandel Foundation. And to one, take the risk, and uh, two, to just the amount of paperwork and the back and forth and the rejections and then redoing it. And just it, literally, we got clearance for them to come. I, I would say about. 35 hours before their flight. Oh. Um, it was like touch and go. And the morning I was supposed to fly here, I, I go to show and I come back, the early minion, and all of a sudden it's, oh, Avi, you didn't hear there's a seven-day quarantine. Mm. I went, what? 
So, and I was, because of my, my brain surgery, the doctor's like, you know, the immediate of me flying in and getting three hours of sleep and jumping on stage a few hours later, uh, that wasn't going to happen. They're like, you need to go in a few days early and rest. And um, so, this, so I could have made it. I was in like six, seven days early, but that would have killed our tour. There's no way comedians are going to fly here and sit in a hotel room for seven days. Right. Um, so, this, and then somebody walks up and goes, no, 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 it starts Friday. I get back to my uh, house and I, you know, I, of course, have messages called immediately in Israel. We're so tired and we're like, we're not sure what to do. And then uh, I get a call back. Oh, no, no. This, and Israel calls me. The executive director is usually like very cautious about things. It's justifiably so. He has to be. Because he goes, good news. You're not going to believe this. The seven-day quarantine starts on the 11th. And our comedians were scheduled to arrive to arrive on the 10th. Oh. So, just, you know, literally every hour or two, it's just another story of bureaucratic red tape that you have to deal with. Then Ileana Mandel, Kobe's sister and Seth and Cherry's daughter, uh, just, her effort alone really made this happen. She went to the Ministry of the Interior, and it just so turns out one of the lawyers there happened to be her camp counselor in Camp Kobe when she was a little kid. <laughs> and had... That lawyer not been there to help navigate the situation, it wouldn't have happened. That's an only. Um, that's so, an only so, in Israel so, moment. Uh, yeah, there are only in Israel moments all over the place on this one. So <laughs> the, and yeah, it's just it's been crazy. But I would encourage people, even if they can't make the shows, even if you're in the U.S., because obviously, like attendance is down from what it normally is. Because you have some people that are, you know, there's no arguing comfort levels. I understand it. Some people are not comfortable sitting indoors now, and some are. Um, you know, so this, we were just trying to get people to buy as many tickets as possible because they really have taken a massive financial mm. hit and risk on this one. Um, you know, because normally it's a, half these shows are four or five hundred people. They're sold out before you get on the plane. Um, that's not the case this time. So this, they're very worried about covering their costs on this one. So this, it's a rarity that we would even ask like people abroad to like buy a ticket just to support because it's usually – they don't even like it sometimes because it's confusing. You let people buy tickets, they're like, well, what seats are they sitting in? Because the show is sold out, so now what? Mm. Um, you know, so now in this case, we're encouraging people just buy the tickets. Don't worry about it. If you don't have a seat, you don't have a seat. But if anybody wants to buy a ticket to just support financially, that would be great. Wow. Be a huge, 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 huge in this case. Well, I, I completely um, agree with that, and, and certainly we'll do our part to promote that. It's just, it's, I, I got to tell you. Thank very much. Not yeah. at all, not at all, but it didn't even occur to me. This is like another facet of our lives that is affected in the most backwards way is that I can't imagine that if this was two weeks earlier that you would be making this plea. And and certainly if, you know, if Israel was open for the Chagim, which I would have to say at this point, even though nobody's, you know, officially saying it, it's not. The rest of us who want... Yeah, this, normally we do a Sukkot special. And uh, look, this, every hotel on paper in Jerusalem area right now is sold out. This, and it turns out probably they'll all be empty now. Right. This, you know, with people who have reservations. So you just feel terrible. Right. This, you know, for anybody like in the tourism industry, like this, this is, uh, again, billions of dollars lost. Right. It's, you know, so, it's, um, for something that, yeah, whatever, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> so, you can, so you can support comedy it's, it's, it's for Kobe. Scary. You can support comedy for Kobe by not, without even being there, by going on comedyforkobe.com. That's again, is comedy with a C and Kobe with a K, and buying tickets just knowing that it's going straight to cover the cost and to continue yeah, this unbelievable it it's event. Straight to Tadaka. Yeah, every penny uh, from the gate goes straight to their uh, 
or, uh, or organizations help, uh, you know, the kids in the, in the camp and grieving mothers groups, and they just do great stuff. Yeah, they certainly do so do great every stuff. Every penny from these tickets bought goes straight to uh, Tadaka, so it, it's really great stuff. So the the event starts tonight, the tour starts tonight. Where are you performing tonight? Yeah, so this, uh, tonight is Beit Shemesh, uh, which is our favorite city to make fun of, and they love it. Uh, so I'm sure. Performing <laughs> and then, obviously, we're off tomorrow night to Shabbos, and then Let's say Shabbat, we're, uh, we're in Gush Etzion, and then Sunday is Jerusalem. Then, uh, I mean, and then if I would encourage anybody, if they want to buy a ticket, that you can honestly, like, pick your city. It's, but you can do Jerusalem or Tel Aviv would be the ones that it's easiest for us to track. Um, this, and then after that, we have, um, after Jerusalem, I think, we're in, I know we have, after that, we have uh, Tel Aviv, Modi'in, and um, which one I'm forgetting? I think those are it's those six. Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, oh, oh, and uh, Renana. Amazing. Um, and the, th- those are the cities that, that, you know, that we're performing in. And the other comedians, have they been to Israel before? Never. That, that's on their part. Yeah, we have three. It's a rarity because usually we'll have like one veteran from years ago or something like that. We have three guys that have never been here. You, normally the guys and girls uh, who we have, there's usually like one, sometimes two that have been veterans themselves. You know, over the years, it's usually like a five-year gap. If someone's been here once, we'll usually wait about that long to bring them back. But this year, the Kobe Mandel Foundation was insistent just to make it kind of, you know, different, and they're right. Let's get three all-new people. Um, and it's, they're great. We've got uh, Hugh Fink, Don Gavin, and, and, and Willie Barsena. So Between them, you'll lose count of the amount of Tonight Shows and Letterman's they've done. And amazing. Hugh Fink was a writer on Saturday Night Live for seven years. Oh. Um, Don Gavin has been on every TV show on the planet. He's kind of like the godfather of uh, comedy <laughs> in the city of Boston. <laughs> and uh, Willie, I think, has done 10 Tonight Shows on his own, had his own specials. And wow. So, you know, between the three, it'll, it'll definitely be a lot of fun. No, it sounds like a lot of fun. And I can only imagine that their first impression of Israel is going to be a totally misimpression of Israel because they're going to go and there are there's no one around. Well, this, oddly enough, like this, you walk outside and it still seems kind of crowded, you know, so it's still around there. But, um, this, you know, yeah, it's something different. What Hugh Fink actually had a private guy. He ran today with that. Uh, he has cousins here. He <laughs> just says, I'd like a Jew, an Irishman, and a Mexican walk into a bar. Like, that's basically <laughs> the plan. Um, so when Hugh went to, he said he, his guy took him to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is usually, you know, the, the spot traditionally for Christians where Jesus was crucified. And it, um, there's no one in there. He just wow. said, normally, I mean, and I know myself, because when I take meetings, especially the ones that are Catholic, I really like going there. And the line is like three, four people deep, uh, any shoulder to shoulder wrapped around the, to- the Jesus's tomb. There, you know, uh, it looks like a thousand people in there, and there's no one wow. there. That, that, um, you know, so Hugh said it was just interesting to kind of see this empty place that normally has, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people in there at once, and just packed in these small areas. Wow. And yeah, it's just it's strange, you know. Right. It certainly um, it certainly is strange. And and for those people who do want to attend any one of the events, obviously there are COVID precautions and restrictions that are in place. So tell me what people can expect. Number one, in terms of the safety that's being provided, and number two, for people who have been to these events before, tell me what it's gonna look like and how different it yeah, is. Yes, so we adhere to all the safety standards. It's like you have to have uh, this proof of vaccination before you come in. Right. And for treatment, you know, before you come in. So that's, you, you don't need to worry about that. And uh, just anything, any event that's over 100 people, you have to wear masks. So everyone will be wearing masks. But they didn't, I did one show I filled in the night I got, the day I got here. It was a smaller show in Renan, and a friend of mine called me, can you come and do this show, my friend Leonie Lawrence, for this group that helps the lean? Uh, and I just, I ran in there, and there were like 50 maybe people in there. It's like a smaller theater. 
Just, they were all wearing masks and nobody cared. It was like great. They were, you could still hear the laughs. They were having a good time. But then, you know, so while I thought that might be an issue, it didn't seem to be on a smaller scale. There, so I was happy I ran and did that show. Um, that's but that's, it. You know, that's I mean, fascinating so because vaccination, you got to wear a mask while you're in there. And that's it. It's really that's the only thing. It's not really a big deal. That's fascinating, um, though, because I would yeah. imagine that as as a comedian, you are gauging audience interaction and experience and engagement, not only by the the laughter, but by also the facial expressions. So are you sure, relying that, that on makes it a little bit harder on our end? But right. That, you know what? Our goal is to make sure that the that the audience has a great time. So if it's a little bit harder for us. It's harder for us. Everybody's trying to adjust the best they can. We'll do the best we can. And, you know, and I would just say recommend to people in Israel, look, you don't know when you're going to be able to go out and do this again. Right. You know, because there's such craziness with the decisions by the bureaucrats. They might close this. They might close that. You can't go out and do this now. So while you can, take advantage of it. Go right. out have fun. Have a good time. It'll be safe. They adhere to all the safety standards. And um, go out. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. You know, we might as well. Avi, before I run out of time, I just want to ask you, is it still fun to do stand-up in this era of wokeness, or does wokeness not appeal to Israelis? Well, this, uh, yeah, I, this, I don't know if it appeals to anybody, really. It's, the wokeness. it's like the one or two people that make the most noise, you know. Uh, it's, yeah, it's still fun to do it. It's, you know, you try to push some limits every now and then. It's, uh, you know, I have, I'm writing as we speak. Uh, I'm compiling a new list of uh, Ben and Jerry's flavors <gasps> appropriate for Israel. Uh, and uh, oh, believe me, I'll have some anti wokeness in the, in this list. I read, I'm looking at some already. Well, um, I, I support your anti wokeness. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, as comics, we can't stand it. You know, if anybody doesn't like this kind of nonsense, it's us. So right, no, I I hear you completely. Again, comedy for Kobe. Kobe, that's comedy with a C and Kobe with a K. dot com. You can catch Avi Lieberman and his star-studded team at a variety of different locations between tonight and the 18th. We're looking at Beit Shemesh, Gush Etzion, Jerusalem, Renana, Tel Aviv, and Modian. You can also call o five four six five nine. 7795 or 7796. Avi, continued Hatzlacha to you and everyone at the Kobe Mandel Foundation. And my thanks to Dina Wimfeimer for putting this together. And please be in touch and continue. I mean, may you be 100% as soon as possible. Thank you very much. Are comics ever really 100%, at least mentally? (laughs) I guess I meant physically. I guess I meant physically. (laughs) I know. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network and, of course, Comedy for Kobe. It is such an important organization to support, and if you can support them by just buying tickets, it goes directly to support their programming and their services. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. A full afternoon continues. The live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. The encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. And the Erev Shabbos show with a whole bunch of new singles and new material brought to you, I should say, hosted by Mark Zomik and brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Don't miss a minute of it. And it seems, by the way, that I'm able to speak again. At the beginning of the show, I had no ability to speak, and now I am back. 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM in the a.m. Malcolm Holmine joins him tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m. Plenty to talk about. One week, maybe, there'll be nothing to talk about. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motzei Shabbat starting at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday, as he has been seamlessly, this Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Folks, it is Elul, and obviously we're encouraging people to support a variety of our campaigns. Please go to FJBUnity.com. 
LLShowfer.org and support our LL Chauffeur Blowing Initiative. You can go to Sponsorship Opportunities and choose the day that you want to support and that you want to sponsor and be a part of everything that we do here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We close today with Lule by Diaspora, highlighting the last line of Ladavid Ori, which we began saying this week on Rosh Chodesh El. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Lulemanti, Liros betu Kaveyel Hashem, Chazak v'yameitz li bechol. Chazak v'yameitz li bechol. Hashem, Kaveyel Hashem, Chazak v'yameitz li bechol. Chazak v'yameitz li bechol. Chazak v'yameitz li Avram Rosenblum, good morning to you. Hi. Great to see you. Good morning to everybody, especially to uh, our brothers and sisters Whew. in the Holy Land. Yeah. Lule Himanti, Virus Betuv Hashem, Virus Betuv Hashem, Be'eretz Chaim. Lule Himanti, Virus Betuv Hashem, Virus Betuv Hashem, Be'eretz Chaim. Kaveyel Hashem, Chazak v'yameitz libecha. Chazak v'yameitz libecha. Vekaveyel Hashem, Kaveyel Hashem, 
Chazak v'yameitz libecho. Chazak v'yameitz libecho. V'kavei el Hashem lulei hemanti. Liros betuv Hashem. Liros betuv Hashem. Be'eretz chayim. Lulei hemanti. Liros betuv Hashem. Oh, Liros betuv Hashem. Be'eretz chayim. Kavei el Hashem. Chazak v'yameitz li b'chol. Chazak v'yameitz li b'chol. Hashem. Kavei el Hashem. Chazak v'yameitz li b'chol. Chazak v'yameitz Join me here, Nachum. Bekavei el Hashem.